Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, and on our Oakwood Heart Jewelers talk and text line from Spot Track, Mike Janitti. Mike, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always great to have you on. Mike, uh, each and every year we get this. Man, the Saints with this salary cap stuff sort of explain what happens. And every year they sort of restructure some deals and they get under the cap and they have a little bit of money to play in free agency. And every year the cap does go up, so you, you do have a little bit of play there. But they've used that for quite some time here. Your thoughts on not just what what is going to be in 2024, the philosophy of them to kind of credit card this and we'll pay it down the line. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the only point to be made here, right? Is when is this thing going to break? Because it's been uh, you know a solid decade of just push, 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 and for the most part, when you've got a team that's contending, that's probably the best strategy for most teams in the league right now. Uh, and, and I think the roster is starting to to not crumble, but maybe not not hold up its end of the bargain in terms of running the credit card constantly this hard every March. So uh, you're right; they, they're going to be able to make it work in 2024. There's some peculiar decisions, uh, maybe that they haven't had in the past couple of off seasons. But at, at some point in time, uh, moving off of this Derek Carr contract next year with some dead cap and a bunch of void years hitting in 2025-26 that I'm looking at right now on, on the cap table, at some point in time, there's going to have to be a conscious effort to say, this is going to be a reset year. All right? you, you, just, you can't do this for 20 straight years without having some sort of, of fallout. And, and, of course, that could happen on the, on the football field first and then force the hand. But I, I do think within the next three seasons, three off seasons, there's going to be a conscious move to really kind of cleanse this palate a little bit and, and make them not have to work this hard. Mike, now, uh, you look, dealing with the salary cap and um, Kai Harley and uh, Mickey Loomis, they've been unbelievable, how you push it down the road. But, uh, look, they're playing within the rules. And I think as a player, as long as you get your money, where you turn the salary into a a signing bonus, as long as you're getting your money. So you think something like that or the owners are okay with that, Uh, you know, because it's all collectively bargained. Uh, and you look, uh, you, obviously, uh, you want labor peace. Uh, so that goes on basically from the last deal for, you know, a decade. I want to say to what is 2030, 31. You correct me if I'm wrong there. Mm-hmm. But uh, if, if they like the rules that are in place and also uh, what occurs as far as uh, 
when you're releasing a player that June 1st date. Uh, how do you break that down? And, because you, Marshawn Lattimore is yeah, yeah, in yeah. that spot uh, if they want to move him. You can always make yeah. it, uh, I, I guess, uh, always tweak something to make it better. But what if you looked at uh, the present-day uh, salary cap situation, how teams deal with that under the collective bargaining agreement, uh, particularly, like I said, the June 1st date, and then also uh, tricks of the trade, turning, uh, you know, you negotiate something, mm-hmm. and then uh, the hit, you're able to spread it out. Uh, because uh, turning a salary into signing bonus. Uh, how do you look at that from being an expert? Because uh, I'm just a casual observer looking at this. Yeah, and you're in the market that probably does all this stuff to the to the nth degree, right? They're the most maybe the most aggressive right. team, not named the Philadelphia Eagles, to do this stuff. So, so to kind of step back and look at the whole general league in terms of this idea, most most franchises have bought in that this is at least in certain cases, right, maybe windows of contention, we just got to do this to keep up with everybody else. Uh, most teams have done that. Now, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm doing a lot of work with the Bengals right now. They don't do this at all. And, yeah. and that is a that's that true. is a decision on their part. I don't, I don't know if that's going to change now with this Joe Burrow contract, but we'll see if it's possible to con- continue to contend without doing this uh, because we're, as, as of now, they have not done so. So um, my thought is that, I, you're right. The, until the cap stops going up ten, twelve million a year in terms of the entire salary cap league, uh, why wouldn't you take advantage of the ability to spread things out over five seasons and just basically make it somebody else's problem down the down the road? And you're right. From the player standpoint, it's cash in hand. It's guaranteed cash in hand. I don't have to wait till week six or seven to get my paycheck for the most part. It's uh, it's win win in terms of the organization for today. But obviously, there's there's pain down the road. As uh, as you know, the dead cap numbers have piled up in New Orleans on an annual basis. Um, with June first and how the CBA works and all that, of course, that that's the split date to where you don't have to take everything on at once. You can split that over two seasons in terms of the big dead cap hits. And uh, you know, the league allows you to do that twice per year in terms of an early post sixth one move. So you know, you're talking somebody like Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, they've done a whole bunch of work with that contract and, and, and you know, in terms of restructuring it already. But for the most part, teams like the Saints and the Eagles and, and to, to some degree San, San Francisco, you just have to get in front of it, right? You have, to, you have to have these decisions made March 13th when it's ready to go because you're going to be in the negatives. You're going to be running right against that line every year. Uh, and there's, no, there's absolutely no tampering involved or anything like that. This is just how it works. And, and I'll go one step further. Uh, now having had a look for a bunch of years at these contracts, most of this stuff is already baked into the cake. Most of this stuff is, is legally language that says at any point in time, the team is able to do this in order to free up cap space. And uh, we're going to, we're going to give you a big check in, in your honor. So it's all going to be good. But yeah, that, that so it's not only in a CBA, it's basically being baked into contracts at this point, that this is how teams are going to operate. And I'm for it for the most part. I, I think there are certain teams that, that certainly take it to the to the next level, and we'll see if it ever catches up with them like we're talking about here. But uh, I do think it right now with uh, the league so flush with cash and revenue, why not take advantage of something like this? Mike, one of the things we saw Tampa do a little bit of it uh, this past season, uh, you know, with Brady and, and his contract situation. And, you know, you weren't paying uh, your quarterback in Baker Mayfield very much and sort of a reset of that roster there. The one team, when you talk to people in the league in the NFC South, everybody sort of watches is Atlanta with a ton of cap space. You got a bunch of early picks. 
the one position they don't have is the most important at the quarterback spot. What do you think will happen there with Atlanta? And they do have money to spend out on the open market. And if there's a major move for a quarterback, I think the Falcons would be one of those teams. I thought we were going to go there last year. I really thought they were going to be in on Lamar Jackson as much as a person could be in on Lamar Jackson last offseason. And they were very clearly not. So, I'm going to make them the favorites for Justin Fields this time around until they come out on Twitter and say that they are not involved in Justin Fields. Um, but yeah, look, that makes sense. Look where he's look yeah. where he was from, and he from, went to Georgia. Yeah, for a little while. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be a war. I mean, there's going to be three, four teams looking at Justin Fields because of the the rookie contract situation and and the, the ceiling that maybe he hasn't hit yet in Chicago. So. You're right. This is a team that's kind of ready to roll. They've got assets. They've got offensive weapons. They've got an offensive line. Uh, They've got a heck of a lot more going for them than a lot of teams in the league do. So something they can drop and go with, like a Justin Fields, makes a lot of sense over the next couple of weeks here. Now, uh, Mike, uh, what is your take? You know, it's a copycat lead and um... – uh, you know, you look at, oh, the Shanahan tree, uh, and then you look at um, the McVay tree with the Rams. I mean, I always say, okay, you can have a scheme, and then, you know, it always goes back to, you know, it changes uh, one decade to the next or a generation, whatever, like uh, the Bill Parcells tree or different, uh, you know, not so much um, – uh, when you think about it, it's not always going to work. Uh, not, Coach Payton, I think, at times, Sean Payton is now with Denver. Okay, he was uh, coaching under him, and he always gives credit uh, to Bill Parcells. Uh, but mm-hmm. the point being that you can have uh, the right scheme. And, you know, and I was telling my wife this. Uh, we were watching um, the Super Bowl, and I go, well, uh, the Saints are going to try and run. <laughs> A lot of those plays, the 49ers are running then. Uh, but then the 49ers have five all-pro players, though. Uh, that does make a same. difference. So I'm saying you can have an awesome scheme, but you still got to have the horses. <laughs> yeah, there's no question. It's the complete package. And, 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 you know, if you're referring to who the Saints just hired from San Francisco, I, I think you're at least getting somebody in here who knows what you need. And now it's a matter of plugging in those holes and, and finding, you know, the, the, the kind of versatile offensive weapons that goes with the system, it's easier said than done, especially for a team that, you know, sits minus 80 with cap right now. But uh, you know how this works. There's always one or two splashes to be made by March. So uh, I, I think having the mindset, having the ability to know what you need is probably step one, two, and three. And now it's, uh, it's put into the front office's hands to go out and kind of find the weapons you need. It's not like this, this isn't a bare cupboard, right? There's a, there's a lobby, there's a Camara, there's some, there's some weapons here. Uh, it's simply how can you construct this thing around Derek Carr and how can you make it look a little bit like that San Francisco office that for, uh, what, 17, 18 weeks of the season was one of the more explosive offenses in all football. Mike, uh, when you look at it, the Bears, to me, are sitting in the catbird seat. One, you got money to spend in free agency. You got two early first-round picks. Uh, You got Justin Fields. And I think the big question will not be, kind of how it falls with the top three guys because they could go one, two, three. It could be well be a situation where you see Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, or Drake May, Jaden Daniels, whatever. It'll be one, two, three in that spot. But how teams value Justin Fields, <clears throat> I think, will have an impact on the next group of quarterbacks in this draft class. If it's McCarthy, if it's Michael Penix Jr., if it's Bo Nix, because I think there's going to be more than just 
one of two teams that are going to have a lot of interest in Justin Fields. Man, if the Bears play this right and be clever, and Bears and clever, you haven't used that in the same term in quite some time, but I really think they got a shot here to really piece it together in a division that now you've seen these juggernaut teams like the Lions and Packers, that they can get themselves back in the hunt. Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, it it's, a, it's a huge quarterback draft until it's not, right? And, and that's kind of the Bears' job over the next few weeks is making sure that the Bo Nixes of the world don't get too much love because you've got to make sure you have three or four suitors for Justin Fields when it comes down to March 13th. Uh, you know, after this combine, after everything goes down, you need to make sure that there's a trade candidate because here's the thing, and we saw this with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland after Deshaun Watson was signed, acquired and signed. Everybody in the world knows, for the most part, that Justin Fields needs to be traded. You know, it's, it's the elephant in the room. So that, that's terrible for trade value. <laughs> when you say you have to trade somebody, that, that, that essentially sinks his value. Uh, I do agree with you, though, that I think Justin Fields has done enough from a value standpoint, from a productivity standpoint, and now having the rookie contract still under his belt to warrant a, a still a good trade trade return for Chicago. And then you're right. Then they're set up with maybe even uh, another high second-round pick this year, maybe a second-round pick next year to go with everything else you've already mentioned. And this could be an immediate 24-month turnaround for one of the teams that just has been at the bottom of it for a long time. Now, uh, Mike, I still view in the NFL how the rules have changed. You still got to be an accurate passer. Like when I was coming to the that is the 80s, uh, it got to be a 50% passer. Okay, uh, a few 60% you were considered uh, amongst the best of the best. Now you got to be 70%. So that's why when I look like the Anthony Richardson's of the world uh, with the Colts, now he got hurt. And then I look at Justin Fields. Yes, uh, that's the way we may be trending. Uh, to be able to ad-lib and make more plays with your feet. But I look at Justin Fields at times, he's still like a 51% passer. Yeah. I mean, you can't blame that all on the coach. I mean, uh, or, or how are you being coach? I mean, that to me, now if he was 61%, I said, well, he's not around 70, but I would accept that. But 51%, uh, that, that, that's a red flag to me. Not when you have DJ Moore and Cole Komet on the team. Yes. That, that's the other part of it. But that's right, and, and that's the nail right there is they, they did at least something to give Justin Fields an opportunity to win over the position long-term in Chicago. So the fact that we're here, the fact that they're you know, at the number one pick here because of Carolina, but also it seems to be leaning towards moving on from Fields, it's going along with everything you're saying. Uh, he, had, he had a chance to quiet this conversation and, and make that number one pick you know, a trade piece for Chicago, and it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. So I'm with you. Uh, and my response for a team like Atlanta would be, I still think Justin Fields is a gigantic upgrade to what they've had right over the past couple of seasons. So uh, I would still take that swing if I'm, if I'm somebody like Atlanta. Now, you know, do you know what's going to be sitting there for you at the, in the first round of the draft? Maybe not. That, that's something you have to kind of deal with internally. But I, I do think there are teams out there. Uh, look, if Tampa Bay loses Baker Mayfield in free agency, that's another one that, that could easily want to say, we don't want to give this all up yet. We've got a roster that can, that can win. Um, this is worth our time for two seasons, which is really what it would be with the fourth year and the fifth year option. Mike, what kind of money you think Mayfield is going to get 
if, yeah, if he gets out into the open market. Now, I think still the Bucks or they would be the favorite to re-sign him. But if he would get out there, or even signing with the Bucks, what kind of deal you think Mayfield was looking at? It has at? to be uh, what uh, $25, $30 million, uh, because he not uh, now he might want more, but uh, he's not a no, $40, $50 million quarterback, but – I mean, I, you I said that about Daniel Jones last year. No, but, too. But, but but I was very proud of Baker Mayfield uh, what he did with the Bucks. Uh, but yeah, he's a tough son of a gun. I, I think he was outstanding, and and I didn't yeah, think he, he would be. Uh, you're answering the question for me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna roll back and say Derek Carr's contract is now the floor. <laughs> that's just that's the going rate for the middle class. You mentioned Daniel Jones. That's another example of middle class, right? Somebody's going to sign $60 million a year, whether it's Tua Tagovailoa, whether it's Dak Prescott. That's going to be the new ceiling for quarterback contracts uh, really over, in the next two months. So, hey, Bear, you were born to too that, early. All right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and, yes, you're right. All those things, the intangibles about Baker, the way that every locker room seems to love him. Uh, it's not unlike the Jared Goff situation in Detroit where, again, that's going to be $40 million plus a year, maybe $45 million a year for Jared Goff. So, Derek Carr's contract becomes the floor for Baker Mayfield if I'm his agent walking under free agency this year. Whoa, that that tells you a lot about where this is going today. Mike, thanks so much for your time, bud. Really appreciate it. Great information and hope to talk to you uh, again real soon. My pleasure, guys. Thank All right, you. Mike, thanks thank so you. much. Uh, Mike Janetta, a, um, and for co-founder and editor at uh, Sport Track. And Bob, you just heard it, of what quarterbacks are going to get. And he says oh. the floor is Derek Carr money well, for well, Baker Mayfield. And, and you just think about this. It says modern-day sports, okay, uh, with basketball players, uh, baseball, uh, football. I'm not talking about you can't be in the minor leagues. I'm talking about major league, NBA, and the NFL. So, Mike, if you look at right now – if you could just be a, a significant starter in the NFL at quarterback, not win anything, and, and let's say, Mike, you could play, because I want to play for a decade. I wanna, you're going to be a hundred millionaire. Uh, easily. Uh, easily. It's going to be like that you're going to set uh, future generations and all that, and generational wealth. No, yep. it's unbelievable supply and demand because there's not enough quarterbacks. And all you have to do, I'm telling you, like Baker Mayfield, I don't know if he ever is going to win anything, but where he's at right now, look at Jared Goff and all. Now, he might have a better chance, the Lions and all that. But, Mike, uh, no, it's just the market. You're going to be well compensated. Everyone, we all bitching about, oh, Derek Carr is stealing money. Uh, But that's kind of the market. I mean, uh, Derek Carr is a legit starter. Now, might not win anything, but he's a legit starter in the NFL. Uh, I would say not in the bottom, not in the top 10, not maybe in top 12. But, Mike, I would say he's like 12 to 15 at least, and that's the market where we pay him. That's correct. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.